Hi, welcome to this segment of my podcast titled How to Heal from Hurt and a Broken Heart. I will be breaking this topic up in different parts, and today we will look at part one. Be sure to send me a message afterwards or join me on my Facebook page, The Living Room, for discussions on this topic. Also, remember to support this blog by hitting the support button and making a contribution. Supporting this blog helped me to continue bringing content to you on issues that affect women every day. Okay, let's dive right into our topic. Before I delve into the core of this lesson, I want you to understand that God loves you and he hurts when you hurt. He knows the pain of a broken heart because his heart is often broken too. This is why the scripture teaches that God is near to the broken in Psalm 34, 18. It did not say he wants to be near or if you cry, he will come near. It clearly states that your brokenness attracts God's presence. He comes near because he wants to heal you. However, there are some steps you, to your healing that I want to show you. I am so passionate about teaching this because I want you to be healed and healing comes with understanding. The people that break us are often the ones we hold dearest to our hearts, the ones we look up to, or the ones we should be protecting us, the ones who should be protecting us. Now I want you to bear with me here. I'm going to talk about something and I know most of you may think, really, you're gonna talk about this and I am the one hurting, but I need you to trust me. I want to take you on a journey here, a journey I believe God took me on and wants to take you on too. I promise you, if you open your heart and let the Holy Spirit impress upon it what I am about to say, he'll be able to set you free. So I want to talk to you today about forgiveness. When a heart has been broken or when we have been hurt, it is difficult to forgive. The first thing I want to do is to help you to understand forgiveness. Understanding forgiveness is the first step to understanding how to heal and how to be set free. We often find it hard to forgive those who hurt us. Therefore, we tend to think that our freedom hinges on forgiving our offender. I want you to understand that this is a misconception and it is not the truth. Please give me this opportunity to show you the truth according to God's word. This truth I had to learn because of my own brokenness. By getting rid of misconceptions, we will learn how to truly attain freedom and how to constantly live in that freedom. Some things may sound contrary to what you have learned, and some things may even seem a little harsh, but I promise you that if you bear with me, learning this truth will set you free. The first thing that I want you to know is the truth about forgiveness. And then I want you to, to take you through the steps of obtaining this freedom and living free. Okay, I want you to read on your own Matthew 18, 22 to 35. To 35. I'd prefer if you read from the Amplified Bible because it explains it a little better. Here we see through Jesus' parable that the Father requires boundless forgiveness from us. Jesus told the story of a king in a kingdom which is in comparison to the Father and the kingdom of heaven. The servants are likened to us, 
God's children in his kingdom. At the end of the parable in verse 35, Jesus said, So likewise will your heavenly Father do if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. What therefore can we learn from this parable? We learn that God is compassionate and that he is willing to offer boundless forgiveness to his children. The number 70 times 7 is not to be taken literally, but Jesus was making the point that there should be no limit to your forgiveness, but that you should give it as often as it is required. Peter asked, should I forgive seven times? Jesus answered, no, multiply that by 10 and then again by seven, meaning forgiveness cannot be too often or that you should forgive as often as it is required. Reference Matthew 6, 14 to 15. The scripture seems harsh as the parable here suggests that you will not be forgiven of God if you do not forgive your brother. For if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it, is, it interferes with your relationship with God, then the Father will not forgive your trespasses. Amplified Bible. We learn here that our own forgiveness from God hinges on our forgiveness to our fellow men. Here's a point I am trying to make. Forgiveness is important. It is so important that it has the ability to affect your relationship with God. Just imagine you needing the forgiveness of God, but God is sitting there waiting on you to forgive your brother. That's not a good position in which to find yourself since we all need on a daily basis God's forgiveness. We have a command and that command is to forgive when we are done wrong. The first step to your healing has to be your willingness to, be, to obey God's command. How willing are you to forgive the person that's hurt you? We have to come to a point where we recognize that forgiveness does not depend on whether the one that to be forgiven deserves it. Let me say that again. Forgiveness does not depend on whether the one to be forgiven deserves it. Our unwillingness to forgive often stems for us, from us believing that the person that hurts us is undeserving of our forgiveness. As humans, we seem to have an insatiable need for revenge upon those who have wronged us. We want them to suffer as much as we are suffering or have suffered. We want them to experience the same amount of pain. God said in his word, vengeance belongs to me, Hebrews 10.30. It is not our responsibility to exact or to even crave revenge for another, whether subconsciously or consciously. Let us remember here that none of us are deserving of God's forgiveness, yet he gives it to us freely. I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty. I'm saying that our example should be Jesus Christ. The person that is causing your pain may not be deserving of your forgiveness. We have to look past that and allow yourself instead to desire out of your devotion to and love for God to obey him. The question here therefore should be, how much do you love God and how much do you want to obey him? Willingness comes from the measure of your love for God and your desire to obey him. The truth is that sometimes we are so broken that we cannot feel God's love, neither can we reciprocate it. Therefore, we cannot depend on our feelings. We now have to depend on our faith. 
I'm asking you to have faith that God loves you. I love you with an everlasting love, his word states in Jeremiah 31.3. Even if you cannot feel him right now, your knowledge of his love for you will help you to trust him. Trust that God knows what he is doing when he asks you to forgive even the unforgivable offense. Go before God in sincere prayer that God will bring you to the point of willingness to forgive as you recognize that forgiveness is not about the person that hurt you deserving your forgiveness. Let us define two words so that you can better understand what is explained here. Willingness, the state of being prepared to do something. That's willingness. You have to come to a state of being prepared to do something. Desire, a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. I explained earlier that you must get yourself to a state of willingness to obey God's command to forgive the one that hurt you. Willingness suggests preparation. But how do I prepare, you ask? Preparation suggests readiness and you cannot be ready without a desire to obey God. You cannot have a desire to obey God without God. Isn't this funny? Even your desire from God, for God comes from God. Psalm 119.32 I will run the way of your commandments with purpose, for you will give me a heart that is willing. Amplified Bible. If you carefully read through this passage of the psalm, you will see how much the psalmist depends on God to desire God. He says things like, revive and refresh me, teach me your statutes, make me understand your precepts, and so on. Then he concluded, I will do what you command because you, God, will give me a heart that is willing. You have to depend on God to give you the, the, the desire to obey his commands to forgive. Like the psalmist, you must go before him in prayer and ask him for this, this desire. Ask him for, for a heart that is willing to forgive the one who hurt you. Through desire comes readiness or willingness. I cannot stress this enough. This strong feeling of want and urgency, which is desire to do the right thing, is absolutely necessary for this process. We cannot pretend that forgiving an offender is easy. If it were easy, we would not have to make ourselves ready for it. This strong feeling will come as you ask God for it. He will hear your prayer and place in you this eagerness. As desire comes, you become ready or willing. So as you go before God and, and you, you pray for a desire to forgive, and that feeling of desire come, that eagerness come, I want to obey God's word, you will be ready. And with readiness comes willingness. Readiness prepares you for whatever comes next as you make a decision to forgive. It prepares you for all the ill feelings that comes with the process. The lingering feeling of rejection, hurt, brokenness, anger, or even pain. When you become ready to forgive, you become ready to face the, and deal with all the negative emotions that you carry. Imagine this with me. A man kneeling in a garden praying agonizing over those who have hurt him, those who have brought pain to his heart. The pain was by no means over, because even now as he faced, as he is faced with this hard decision of forgiveness, he knows he will always have to keep doing it. They would hurt him again. They would always hurt him. 
He wished he never had to do this. In fact, he was asking God, do I have to do this? As quickly as he prayed, he realized that obedience to God's will is more important than his wishes. So he bowed his head. He, he chose to be obedient and do as God wanted. Not my will, he said. I will do what you ask. Jesus died so that we can receive forgiveness from our sins. Jesus should always be our example. Obedience brought him to the cross and his willingness to obey prepared him to deal with all the negative feelings he had in the garden. I delight to do thy will, the songwriter penned, and to walk with you is not grievous. This should be the heart of all of God's children. So we have come to the end of this part one. Please remember to join my Facebook group, The Living Room by Sisters in Christ Worldwide for further discussion on this topic and for any questions you may have, or you can send me a message right here. In part two, I will debunk some of the myths you have about forgiveness as we continue the process of healing. So listen out for part two. God bless you.